0: Taking Command is a story of how God, through a few questing and engrailed master masons operating in America, gave the world the gift of spiritual freedom. Patterson nods with, I have your back, General. Scene 107, the king's chambers. He is in discussion with Germain alone. Germain, your majesty wanted to see me? Brigonne may not have the crown's best interest at heart. Germain, your majesty? Silence, and then the king waits for Germain to figure all out without his having to speak. Ah, uh, yes, Germain says as he scratches his face, realizes it, and stops, and then with hesitation, He still will march from Albany? The king's eyes light up. Germain shows he is more secure now and on the right path. Germain chances the next. General Howe's Philadelphia campaign is as scheduled by him. The king's eyes gleam. And this will? Germaine is alive with unuttered, Help us how? The king, I have complete confidence in you, Germaine. Yes, your majesty. As Germaine bows his way out backwards and goes down the hall, two lords observe. Suffolk looks with, What was that about? Halifax. The king realizes Germain is perplexed by contradictory reports of Sir William's movement and plan changes. Suffolk. Hedging his bet? Halifax nods and adds with a subtle smile. It seems Burgon's destructive confidence tangles his scheme. Scene 108. We see a montage of General Howe and Elizabeth at parties, at cards, plays of their own devising, and Howe with his officers, showing time elapsing in 1777. Then we see snow melting into little brooks, wild flowers pushing up through the grass. Sir William receives marching orders while out riding with Elizabeth. A messenger officer arrives. General Howe reads, Washington marching toward New Brunswick. We hear the sound of bugles, and we see how Cornwallis and Patterson moving out with a column of redcoats. How? Washington's spirit quickens again as he makes another move on Brunswick. Our contretemps will be, we will march on Philadelphia in six days. Lieutenant, put out that word. On it, General Cornwallis. I wager their Congress flees. This is without intention, right? We've served together too long, Cornwallis, they laugh. We see a montage of Congress doing just that, and the first one out the door is Adam. Scene 109. Howe is dictating a letter to be sent to the ministry. Germaine Sir, having but little expectation that I shall be able, from the want of sufficient strength in the army, to detach a corps in the beginning of the campaign to act up the Hudson River, consistent with the operations already determined upon, the force your excellency may deem expedient to advance from Canada after taking fort. Ticonderoga will have little assistance from here to facilitate their approach, and as I shall probably be in Pennsylvania when the corpse is ready to advance into this province, it will not be in my power to communicate with the officer commanding it so soon as I could wish. We hear how continuing to dictate, and our attention is on Cornwallis and Patterson as they come in, they watch how finishes and his aide leaves the 3 are alone how Brigone's plan is underway Cornwallis. He was always after his type of glory. What a wretch is he who lives for himself only, with his immediate interest always in view, how nods. I have already informed Sir Carleton in Canada that I will not be able to offer much assistance to Burgon on his march south from Canada, as I shall probably be in Pennsylvania. Carleton has received Lord Germain's letter informing him that Burgoyne is replacing him. Cornwallis. The king went with Burgoyne's plan? How? Germain and Burgon had the king's ear for months. My influence wanes from across the pond. Yes. Carleton resigned, but he stayed long enough, to the naive amazement of Burgon, to help outfit him in a most expeditious way. Burgon, as I hear, praised him for his zeal. How ironic! for it was of the human variety, not spiritual true zeal he knows nothing of the backstabber patterson yes expediting his ruin sir carleton received your letter before he helped brigone How nods cornwallis his want of elevated circumstance should not be his end though How true, Cornwallis, I will give the climber a chance to desist soon enough when I send him a message from Pennsylvania informing him that I will not make it there in time to assist. It's his play then, pun intended. It's what the old boy does best. Patterson, Maine, like Washington, cannot figure you out. His limited creative military science offers little opposition or suggestion. Indeed, Howe says, there have been many planned changes. If Washington crosses the North River, then the New York garrison, with possibly Sir Vaughan commanding after we leave for Philly, will be strengthened with sufficient force to act on the defensive against the whole rebel army. But maybe Burgon will meet with little interruption if Washington should follow our movement and rush to the defense of Philadelphia." Cornwallis. Germaine has hardly had time to secure the king's approval for one plan before your next letter advises a different strategy. There is a knock. Yes, Howe says. Sir Clinton is coming, an officer replies. Howe says to Patterson and Cornwallis. It has been so pleasantly quiet with him gone to England. Clinton rushes in with his aides safe journey i trust clinton clinton nothing happened in route as disagreeable as what i heard upon docking and what was that sir clinton how in tones clinton is angry as usual and misses the sir as the others snicker clinton we have been ordered by germain to join our armies with sir Carleton's and brigones at albany a scheme that I believe will provide us with a decisive victory. And now, rumor has it we may not be going to Albany. How, Patterson? Give Clinton a glass of. My God! It is 1 p.m. Only Clinton says. How delay that order, Patterson? Clinton Germain has already agreed to my plan. Cornwallis, have you Germain's letter? Cornwallis looks at Howe's desk and cannot believe he has found it. Yes, here it is. Howe, with a small lift of his hand, signals for Cornwallis to read. Cornwallis, Lord Germain's letter written on the 18th. Impossible, Clinton interjects. That letter arrived before I did clinton notices his outburst is not well received by lord cornwallis who continues as you must, from your situation and military skill, be a competent judge of the propriety of every plan, His Majesty does not hesitate to approve the alterations which you propose, trusting, however, that whatever you may meditate, it will be executed in time for you to cooperate with the army ordered to proceed from Canada and put itself under your command. How? Well, that about settles it. Howe busies himself with looking at other papers on his desk. Clinton, you do intend to go up the Hudson after your Philadelphia campaign? And, of course, Clinton, Howe says. Clinton, please forgive me for my outburst. I thought I had heard. Howe, none needed, Sir Clinton. As always, I honor you with having the best interests of the crown. Thank you, sir, Clinton says. I will now withdraw, but I still believe this southern enterprise does not hold much promise. Noted, Howe says. Clinton leaves and all shares smiles. Howe's smile grows. Hmm. I was going to leave Sir Vaughn behind when we sail for Philly to hold our New York garrison in the event that Washington makes a move. I will now leave Clinton instead, Cornwallis. Clinton will not like that, but he will be closer to Bragone. They smile. Cornwallis. I wonder why Germain did not give you a direct order to advance toward Bragone. Patterson. Nay I? Howe nods and smiles. One good turn deserves another, Patterson says. Howe nods. You warned, Germain, that Clinton was en route to kill him, Patterson says. How, in not so many words, I believe I said, Clinton has sailed. (laughs) Chuckles are heard. Cornwallis, how much longer are you in America, Sir William? How shows he is uncertain with his head tilting from side to side, weighing it. Franklin is in France. They look with, how do you know that? How? After Washington's victories at Trenton and Princeton, Franklin went over to proclaim Washington's generalship, no one better than Master Mason Franklin, to galvanize our French Masonic friends with the necessary zeal to commit treasure and men for our ever-evolving sacred cause here in our New Jerusalem. There is no better apostle of God's spirit of liberty than Franklin, Cornwallis. Has Washington received French additions to his ranks? How? Yes. Most notably, a very young master mason, Monsieur Lafayette, with direct access to his king through his wife's connections, the Knolls, I believe, and he has secured a major general's commission from Washington, Patterson, wise move in hopes of strengthening the France-American alliance, Cornwallis. The French, who would have foreseen this eventuality? <laughs> How, there is only one, he who has the steerage of our course. How's aid comes in. General, Lady Elizabeth is waiting. Gentlemen, I must, How says, all smile. Cards tonight? We leave in two or three weeks on Admirals Howe's transports for Philadelphia, and then, who knows? Patterson, we feel out the situation, General? How excellent common sense, Patterson. Howe leaves, and Elizabeth is waiting with a smile. My Lady Elizabeth, I fear I have kept you waiting. Ah, our horses. Camera cut to Clinton, leaving on horseback with AIDS. He stops when he sees general kemble and general gray clinton reins up gray kemble we are intended to march toward albany and general bagone's army correct kemble yes we are sir clinton gray nods gray word travels fast may i extend my congratulations as well sir clinton thank you clinton says I just spoke to the general, and there is a campaign planned for Philadelphia ahead of our march to Albany. Kemble. Clinton. General Howe is ready for all eventualities. If Washington were to oppose the Canadian army of Carleton and Burgoyne, the general would pursue, or why the delay in our movement from this place? Gray. General Howe is saying the Philadelphia plan is to land in the Delaware. I see your point, General Gray, Clinton says. Maybe General Howe does not mean what he gives out. He must intend to go up the Hudson River and deceive all. If he does, I can forgive. Cut to a distant knoll where General Howe and Elizabeth on horseback are watching. Clinton How? Clinton presses the issue. E says with a knowing smile, time to put out the fire, General? (laughs) Elizabeth, what a quick study you are. Indeed, Clinton's small coterie of supporters will shortly have. Scene 110. We see Minister Lord Germain rushing about in his chambers, getting ready to leave on holiday to Kent. Now we see him outside in his coach, waiting for something from the war chamber's office. Germain is speaking to his aide in the coach with him. Germain, where are my dispatches to Howe and Bregone? The aide, how distressing that your letters to them, Lord Germain, have not been fair copied and waiting for you to sign, my lord. Germaine, and now we sit and my horses grow cold. These are very important orders through me from His Majesty the King that General Howe march toward General Burgon up the Hudson. I see your lordship. Germaine, where is de Oily? The aide, here he comes. Christopher de Oily is Germain's officer at the war office. De Oily approaches the carriage on the side where Germaine sits. De Oily, your lordship, by some mistake, your letter to General Howe has not been fair copied, but the one to Burgoyne has. De Oily says this with a convincing look for the aide's benefit that he is following protocol as per your orders to me, Germain. De Oily, I have advised my staff that this is not acceptable, and when it is fair copied, I will have it sent after you to be signed. Germaine, yes, very good. Make sure Burgon's letter is on the ship waiting for Howe's. De Oile, yes, your lordship, and later with your signature on it, General Howe's letter will sail with General Burgon's. And Lord Germain, if the ship must sail because of the tide, do I have your permission to sign the general's letter on your behalf so there is no delay in General Howe's receipt of it? Germaine, Yes, yes, one way or another, Howe's letter must sail with Burgon's. Oily General Howe's receipt of this letter is of utmost importance, for it contains his marching orders up the Hudson River to Albany, where he will merge his army with Burgon's northern army and defeat Washington. I will see to it, sir. Then Germain purposely drops a letter to his side, in front of his aide, who bows down to get it. We see Germain smile to De Orly and nod in prearranged Confederacy. Scene one eleven. Elizabeth and Howe are out riding. At a distance his officers follow. Elizabeth, when do we leave for Philadelphia? Soon, my love. William For some reason, I have never let myself truly believe that I will one day be in England with you, until more recently. Why? Hal as? Sometimes even those in love must part. And now, my silly girl, I believe you. You no longer doubt the sincerity of my intentions? What changed? One day, I just knew my fate, the way you know battle. Then you know aright, E. E. acts very girlish as she asks, Do you know how that change might have happened? (laughs) No, but I'm sure you want to tell me. Why, yes, yes I do. She smiles radiantly, and he smiles in spite of himself. Recently in prayer, why am I not surprised, she continues, utterly entranced by her tail and pulling him along for the ride. I felt a difference, and I became utterly fearless. You already are that, and I knew that this was meant to be, and utterly sanctioned by God, for it was like your moment. A difference in knowing, How asks, Their eyes catch and hold, mirroring. Elizabeth notices the trees behind them. Do we have time to walk amongst this very old stand of trees? Yes, of course, Elizabeth. Out of sight, my dear. She does not hear his last, and he shakes his head at her constant state of wonderment. They dismount and walk in. Cut to the watching officers. Do you think they are? No, not here, the first one says. The officer one whispers to the other, She is his Cleopatra. They nod, cut back. Elizabeth says, It is so quiet here, listen. You know, I want ever to stay just like this. Is that strange? (laughs) How before Breed Hill and you, I would have said yes. Not now. I feel what you feel, my dear. It magnifies between us, making all seem new. He nods with only partial adherence because she is of God's influence. How? I am ready for this change. what I see in you as much as I can be when this is over? He draws near to him and puts her arm through his, nods her head absently, and smiles in love. He joins her. If I sense a moment in this way, the way the trees do, what degree would I be in your order? Ancient Knights Templar and beyond, my Elizabeth. William, I love the way you say from John, I know say it now he says how says the following line in a rhythmic way holding on to each word at length in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god amazing says if everyone only knew how flowingly sensuous god is in us and all around us they would follow you more than they do my e i almost dare to ask you to make love to me right here oh but we are william i feel you feeling all already elizabeth please i am a man come here They will know when we come out. We wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to hide it. Still, she wants to. Hal looks with possibility. She walks to him, and he presses up against her and kisses her hard. All that you say has such weight to it, E, you drive me mad. But you are right. We must go, for I made plans to meet with Clinton. I never have the time once all i needed was war gangs my brethren cards and an occasional woman and now you torment me in a pure way and the result is perfection yes <laughs> yes and i must have it yes later darling <laughs> whenever i want you e she nods i die until then they mount up Make me laugh, E, or they will guess at my discomfort. Perhaps see, E says, (laughs) she giggles, as they ride toward his men who all have inquiring minds that are thinly veiled. E whispers and punctuates it with beginnings of laughter. (laughs) Remember John Adams, that arrogant man with immense intellect? who failed to see what was so obvious how with a smile true he missed everything between Franklin and my brother and then he proclaimed that there was nothing to the meeting and why did they meet how is starting to laugh E and your brother was howling inside but showed nothing that was hilarious Adams is the perfect academic elite then E. adopts the English intonation, and they laugh harder. I say, William, intellectual work dries up a man. Down, Hal says. Voila, E. says. As E. and Howe ride by his men, Hal is completely overcome. His officers look at him, and Hal laughs harder still and can barely articulate. General? an officer asks pure intellect shrivels a man. General? The second one, who? Hal laughs harder. My meeting with Clinton. Clinton? He laughs harder still as his confused officers laugh as well. Let's go, Hal says, and soon all are laughing as Elizabeth speeds away on her horse with Hal after her and then the entire detail in great merriment. Scene 112. Washington and his generals are scouting near a river on horseback. They do not know what General Howe plans to do next. Washington, I find General Howe's plans impossible to intuit. Maybe it is because his actions are always informed from within. Reed, we must reverse this on him, the way you did at Trenton. Washington nods. Reed, Lafayette and his officers will be arriving soon at headquarters. Washington, Franklin's Masonic brethren from the Nine Sisters in Paris. I cannot wait to see what this youngster is made of read perhaps his king's blessings will follow suit accompanied by more french ships and troops then we will be in a position to meet the english on an equal footing read as you know the good book holds many stories that reveal that the lesser army dependent upon god in the purest way of course will be the superior one. I stand corrected, General, Reed says. Washington with a smile. Still, they laugh, Reed, Franklin is ever a blessing for our cause. He works around the clock and at all times in the French salons that he attends. They are attracted to our idea of freedom and what America can become. Washington smiles. They love the notion of it, the feel of freedom it is their art the art of the questing warrior too our attendance is needed gentlemen they mount up and we see them come galloping over the crest of a hill fantastic sound of hooves and they look quite smart and heroic in their spotless uniforms below and at a distance we see a group of horsemen who are looking in the direction of Washington not seeing him yet The Frenchmen are equally well attired as they wait for Washington on their horses. Washington and his men come into view at a distance, and the Frenchmen follow their movement with keen interest and nod approvingly to each other at Washington's and his men's horsemanship. Washington draws near and expertly dismounts in an easy motion. All dismount to make a proper greeting. The two groups stand at a distance and then Washington and Lafayette ceremoniously approach. Lafayette salutes first with French 18th century exaggerated aristocratic flourish of his hat. Washington doffs his hat simply and nods. Lafayette, at last I make your acquaintance, General Washington. And I yours, Monsieur Lafayette. Shall we ride to headquarters? We, oui, oui, of course. They mount and Washington smiles approvingly to read that Lafayette has feel. Camera cut to HQ where we see Washington, his staff, and Lafayette with his. Monsieur Lafayette, you have traveled far to join our cause. Your reasons? Lafayette speaks with great passion and zeal general. My men and I know full well that our immortal beings flow from a point of honor, a delicate sentiment of God that is stronger than reason. Madame Liberté moves us to join your cause. We masons of France cleave to the same principles of liberty, of freemasonry that you do, general. We wish to advance the honor and glory of God, not our own washington nods with his men none of them expected such an onslaught of pure passion there is a great mirroring of spirit and a few must stifle the beginnings of heroic tears washington please lafayette continue you seem to have more to say we thank you general general my staff and my courtiers left france to serve the great architect of the universe and you general and those in america who would put his principles into motion none of us did this for personal gain but from the conviction only that there be in the world a people of america who live entirely free to form a relation with god Here in our Masonic New Jerusalem, General Washington, we have left those dearest to us behind as we quest under your command for the sacred cause of liberty. Washington, Lafayette, if ever I had such words to say, I must admit I am bereft of them now. Never have I heard such an eloquent oration of all we profoundly believe. Is there anything more? We thank you, General, for being of one mind with me. General, I have always loved liberty with the enthusiasm of religion, with the rapture of love, and with the conviction of geometry. That is how we Masons of France have always loved liberty. Washington and his staff are in a stunned and admiring silence of all that was in Lafayette's message. Thank you, Monsieur Lafayette. We hope to gain the victory that will allow each American to build a personal relation with God, the great architect. Well, does anyone see a reason why Monsieur Lafayette and his fellow Mason should not join our cause? Washington looks around smiling. So be it then. Welcome to our band of brothers, sons of France. Please, let us have refreshment and get to know each other, although we all know each other's spirit already. Read, Monsieur Lafayette, I had planned an officer's lodge meeting tonight. There is no need for one now. The effect of your words permeates us with true fellowship. Thank you for coming. Our army sparkles with your addition. General Reed, I feel I have already made your acquaintance through the words of Monsieur Franklin. He has the highest regard for you, and I find his sentiment to be entirely true. Reed, Our Franklin, I hear, is the toast of Paris we oui, he is, Monsieur Bede. His picture hangs in many drawing rooms in France. An excellent choice he was as your emissary to France. I must tell you, our king needs only the lightest touch, and I feel that he will release all the troops and ships that you may need, General Washington, for your sacred cause of liberty in America. For our sacred cause, thank you, Monsieur Lafayette. America welcomes you and your brethren.